Welcome to It Is Rough Out There, Season 7, brought to you by Metro Pets, Natick, and Silk Vet Wayland. Yay! So this episode is very near and dear to my heart, as I was part of this story, actually, in a very, very small way. And this happened many years ago. So, uh, this Kelly, what's occurring? What's going on with you? Oh, sure. I get to follow that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I have anything that interesting, but I was excited to know that when I swung by the dog park the other day, there were bags in the holders. Our fan base is actually filling the, the racks. The poop bags? Yes. That's amazing. It's a huge victory. It's, I'm so excited. You have no idea. So the park is actually taking care of itself now. Finally. Yes. Yay. Finally. After many just, years. Like, I just felt like I took the last training wheel off. You know, when you have two, a kid on yeah. training wheels, which I think our guest here can appreciate. <laughs> we take that last training wheel off. Not quite yet. Not quite yet. And then now it's off and they're sailing down the pike and it's That's fantastic. So good. So. That's amazing. But What's new with you? So the other day, somebody was talking to me about, like, what are my three obsessions? Oh, I know one of them. And they cost money. So I was trying to think of, you know, what are my three obsessions? How long did it take you to get to the Starbucks thing? Well, that was that was a <laughs> no-brainer, right? Just checking. Yeah. So Starbucks. Can you guess what the other two are, possibly? Organizing. Gardening. Birds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And dogs. And dogs. Yeah, because they cost money, too. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I see that. Yeah, okay. so actually I have a lot more obsessions than I thought I did. <laughs> what about you? What would be your three obsessions? Um, I know one is quilting. Yeah. I think quilting is, I sometimes, and I, it, that definitely costs money. And real estate, sometimes that costs money, and that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, what's my third? I mean, I think my third is my new granddaughter. Oh, mm -hmm. yes. That could that's definitely. That's definitely going to cost money. Yeah, that definitely costs money. <laughs> Well, it's good to have some obsessions as long as they're good obsessions, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Keeps us all sane. Oh, oh, look. Oh, that's who we're going to be talking about next. I wonder today. I wonder what breed she is. <laughs> I can't possibly put my finger on the DNA of a beagle. <laughs> well, today we are in Medway, Massachusetts, visiting a woman who has a very tough story to share with us today about her dog and about another adventure that she is embarking on. Oh, I like that. Yeah, embarking. Embarking. <laughs> and on. then and then there's barking. There's barking. Yeah. Cue it up. <laughs> Cue it up, Duncan. Yes. So welcome to the podcast, Kelly. We have another <laughs> Kelly here today. And please tell us about yourself and if you have any pets. <laughs> I do. Uh, that's Duncan. She is full beagle. <laughs> She's almost 12 years old. Um, she's my spoiled rotten only pet. Oh my gosh. She's so and cute. she's really pretty. She's so she cute. She's very cute. Can I just say, I went like all through high school and never met another Kelly. Really? And then when I was a senior in high school, my brother dated a new girl who moved into town and her name was Kelly. Oh, no way. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. So we've got two Kellys here today. And so, um... Well, do you want to tell us a little bit about the story about what happened to little, dainty, quiet Miss Duncan? 
When we arrived, she didn't do this. No. no. And it no. was kind of funny because we both pulled up and we were out of the car. You guys were on the front lawn. The dog was on the front lawn. Not a sound. Go she, she would have if she was in the house yeah. and you uh, came in. Clearly. Okay. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> oh, well, tell us about Duncan. So Duncan, like I said, she's almost 12. Um, she was known as the Miracle Doc because when she was almost two um her and i were walking down the street and the intruders are all the way into the kitchen (laughs) and um another another dog came up and started sniffing her and i didn't think much about it um and so that they were sniffing each other and i i guess in hindsight naively just didn't think anything of it i thought maybe they were just meeting each other he was gonna play and he and he um kind of just out of nowhere bit her um back by her back legs and started shaking her around and kind of was rough with her and banged her on the pavement a little bit um and then obviously i realized they're not just saying hi this is this is a really big problem so I tried, he stopped for a second finally, and I grabbed her and just took off running down the street back towards home. This was in our neighborhood. Um, and I didn't, it, it wasn't a particularly gross scene. Um, all her injuries, it turned out, were internal. Um, mm-hmm. So it was sort of hard at first to, it was terrifying, but I wasn't sure kind of the extent of what was going on. Um, so, anyhow, we made a few phone calls. I was new to Massachusetts, I didn't even have a vet up here yet. And she ended up at um, what was IVG in Natick, and they rushed her into surgery. Basically, we're gonna we're gonna do surgery and see if we can get her through surgery. It was just mm-hmm. wow. let's see if we can get her through the next hour or two. Um, and once they started the surgery, they found out she had kind of a laundry list mm-hmm. of injuries that you don't they don't typically see dogs survive. Mm-hmm. One or two of them, and she had I think three or four or five of them. So. She made it through surgery. Um, she ended up spending, I believe it was 22 days at IVG. She had a second surgery about a, a week after the first. Um, and she ended up making a full recovery physically. I mean, she's got a few bumps. She's got ribs that are still missing, but nothing that affects her. Um, her emotionally, she's she's very sensitive. <laughs> she doesn't particularly <laughs> like other dogs anymore. Gee, I wonder why. I know. Can you imagine? <laughs> right. Um, she likes small dogs or calm dogs. She does not like big dogs. She does not like hyper dogs. She's a people dog. Um, but yeah, I mean, if it, if it wasn't for, so Dr. Silk did her initial life-saving, life-saving surgery that day. And then Dr. Wolfson did her second surgery. So we like to tell people Dr. Silk saved her life and Dr. Wolfson gave her her life back. Because wow. if it wasn't for the second surgery, I don't think recovery-wise she, she would have she struggled. I just got the chills. <laughs> That's insane. Oh, my gosh. So she's on the wall at IVG. Her picture's framed. Absolutely. And, and she's their miracle dog on the wall. So, Oh, my gosh. That is – that's an amazing story. That is, a, it's a very scary thing to think of, especially as dog owners, that there's always an opportunity, you know, that things like this could happen. And very often, you know, if things do happen like this, sometimes there is no evidence mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. the scene and people think, oh yeah, okay, well, everything's okay. Um, but that might not be the case right. as we just heard from you. So it's, you know, important to understand that if your dog is 
you know, in a situation like this, it's really good to have your vet mm-hmm. evaluate and make sure that um, there isn't anything internal going on. Right. Because that's really important. Oh, yeah. There's so much. And it's like you always get so frustrated because they can't talk. Mm -hmm. You know, like, where does it hurt? You know? Right. And they just can't do that. So, you know, when in my work with Missing Dogs Massachusetts, I'm always like when people say, well, he looks fine. We're not going to go to the vet right away. I'm always like, please go right now. Well, she didn't have a drop of blood on her. I mean, she. Oh, so none of the skin was broken. He He bit into. I mean, I'm not super familiar with the dog anatomy, but somewhere near her back legs and puncture, she had punctured lungs. He broke a bunch of her ribs, but you can't see that from the outside. And he, I believe it was her liver he punctured. So she had, she had some, it was, it was a little bit messy, but there was no blood and it didn't look particularly gruesome. Or if you just looked at her, she looked a little roughed up, but she was obviously way worse off than a little bit roughed up. Wow. And she still, you know, now if you feel under her front leg, she still has this divot really where you can feel sharp ribs and they've x-rayed and x-rayed and she has ribs that they still just never found because he, they think the other dog basically just kind of, um, you know, it, they, they just sort of, not vanished, but just sort of, he, he broke them down so much that they were such small pieces that they weren't able to. Right. So she has a mesh in her side to kind of give her her dog shape girdle back again. yeah because <laughs> when you looked at if you looked at her she was not symmetrical mm-hmm. so they kind of had to rebuild her rib cage because with the one missing side. ribs one side just sort of mm-hmm. fell in right mm-hmm. right right gosh wow so let's just take a moment to thank our friends over at metro pets in natick the lovely grooming folks over there and our friends over at Silk Vet in Wayland, Massachusetts. And we just mentioned Dr. Marion Silk, who saved Duncan's life. Thank you, Marion. We That's love you. Right. Thank in you. Her, in her previous existence of it, an emergency vet. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Well, I think it may be even still. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that, <laughs> but, you know, when there comes the time where, you know, she might need to step in, mm-hmm. it would all come back to her. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, she's for, fantastic. For sure. And yeah. it's great that I, I, I mean, we... 45 minutes away and I still go to her because it's important to me that Duncan has such a unique history medically. Um, And I always tell people, Dr. Silk knows her inside and out, literally. Like, (laughs) I mean, it's, you know, I wouldn't, I would never, I love Dr. Silk. I would never start over with somebody new, especially in Duncan's case, because she's such a unique case. And for Dr. Silk to have done so well with that I mean, right. that day she earned my trust forever because right. that's not your stand. You don't go to vet school for that, I would imagine, right. for a case like that. So, right. Right. you know. And working with her um, at the ER, which I did for many years, I just have such um, respect for her mm-hmm. because of the way that she, you know, would handle every case. It was mm-hmm. just like, you know, every single person was her family mm-hmm. and she always did such a great job. And all my dogs go to her. Mm-hmm. So. You're describing my visit last week. <laughs> oh gosh, I know you go to her now we as go well. A lot. Yeah, <laughs> you so go a lot. she's very special to so many of us mm-hmm. for sure. Absolutely. So I remember when Duncan was at the ER mm-hmm. so many years ago, and it was during the Super Bowl. And I remember we were having a really hard time getting Duncan to eat. Shocking. Yeah, she just <laughs> did not want to eat. We're like, the poor kid. You mm-hmm. know, she really needs to eat. 
And we were doing like a little Super Bowl get together and, you know, we were taking, you know, shifts and she was the only, she was the only dog there. She was the only dog there. That particular time. Yep. So we decided that we were going to bring her into the living room where we were watching the Super Bowl. (laughs) She hung out with us and we got her to eat some ham. Mm -hmm. Oh, that was so funny. She was so excited. (laughs) And was that about like eight years ago? My gosh. That was, I think it was nine almost 10 years ago now yeah it's amazing time flies time flies yep oh my gosh usually when you're having fun yeah this was <laughs> this was not fun no well we do understand that you have maybe another adventure coming i do i'm going to be running the 2023 boston marathon in april for charity um for the second time it's my second time running boston so and when was the first time that you ran boston 2014 when duncan was in the hospital oh my <laughs> that's gosh. when i was training and it, uh, it was it was back to back to back duncan got attacked and i was training for the marathon and it was a whirlwind so now you're back at it and um, you're doing a lot of training and, mm-hmm. and things like that, obviously. Um, so let's see. What about this upcoming marathon? As a, I'm not a runner. Mm-hmm. Are you a runner, Kelly? No. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do to have to like get ready for a Boston marathon, which is 26.2 miles? Um, so Boston is a very hilly marathon. Um, so I, I guess last time around versus this time around, I'm kind of myself in two different places. So I'm sort of preparing differently. Um, because I'm running for charity, it's sort of having two full-time jobs. So you're training for the marathon and then you're also fundraising a significant amount of money. Boston is known for having high minimums for their charity runners. Um, so in terms of running, um, I'm actually a one of the chapter leaders for a running group out of Hopkinton. Um, so there's a great – it's a mom's running group. That's a great group of girls. Um, I meet up with them two, three, four times a week. And there's other girls that are training for Boston. There's girls that are training for Providence. There's girls that are just out running for exercise, for some sanity, <laughs> to get out of their house for a couple hours. Um, so – it's um right right now I just sort of started formally training um in December. So right now I'm running about twenty five miles a week, give or take. Um my long run right now is nine to ten miles and that will go up to twenty. Oh my wow. gosh. Wow. Yep. Wow. And who are you running for? I'm running for the Respite Center in Hopkinton. Um and they are it's I ran for them in two thousand fourteen as well. They are um just the most amazing small nonprofit. Um, they provide a home away from home essentially for children and adults with disabilities. Um, they're a diamond in the rough really. Um, and if you don't, I always tell people, if you live in Hopkinton, you know about them because Mm -hmm. they're amazing right? and they're very involved in the community. If you don't live in Hopkinton, you either have a connection to them one way or another and know that they are the best thing since sliced bread, Mm -hmm. or you've never heard of them. And there's not a lot of in between. So the people, the, the friends and family and people that need their services just think they are the best place on earth, and they are. Um, or there's people that have never – they're just not familiar with it because if, if you, it's a place that if you don't need their services, you're probably not familiar. So it's it's kind of neat fundraising for them because um, I often get like, oh, wow, I've never heard of that. What do they do? And, you know, it's just I, – I like to say there's some really large charities with Boston too, and – Obviously, no disrespect to them, but it's really neat for me to know that 
I'm raising thousands of dollars for a nonprofit that's in a nine bedroom house. So mm-hmm. they're feeling the impact right. of every donation. They're not right. they're not a place that has this huge, huge budget. And mm-hmm. so I, that that I really enjoy is I know that every donation that comes in is is valued. Right. And they are well known for helping out families with you know, children and adults mm-hmm. with disabilities and for families to be able to, um, you know, count on them, whether yeah. it's a, the day program mm-hmm. or whether it's some overnight services, mm-hmm. um, volunteering for years for the rec department in Natick and Camp Arrowhead mm-hmm. and um, the Skyline program. It's something that, you know, we've known about and I visited there mm-hmm. a number of times. It's an amazing program. It is. It is. So that's amazing that you're doing that. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. It's my pleasure. I have a dear friend who has um, adopted children with very, very significant health issues, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, And they are patrons. Mm -hmm. And so I thank you because they, you know, as a, as a single mom, she wouldn't Mm -hmm. be able to, you know, go Mm -hmm. visit her own mother or, you know, go visit her daughter when she had a baby, things like that. Things that, you know, it's it's as much it, it's a service that, like I said, if you need it, it is gold. Right. Mm-hmm. Because without it, y- y- there, there's a woman that I've talked to from there, and she had, I believe it was twins that both had all sorts of challenges medically, and and she said, I I never in my life thought I could ever go to the grocery store. It's mm-hmm. like things you don't even right things you you take for granted if you know right. if you if if you're somebody that doesn't need their services. And I just it's just such a special place. Absolutely. And how much are you required to raise for them for your um, so I set uh, the respite center minimum is five thousand dollars, but I set my goal at seventy five hundred dollars. So wow, we're gonna amazing. Do it. We're gonna that do it absolutely. <laughs> if anybody can do it, you can do it. We're gonna do it. <laughs> so in order to raise a little bit more money and. We're a very small podcast. We have a very limited budget, but we wanted to give you a donation. You guys are so sweet. So in order to do so, you have to ask, we have to ask you some questions Okay. and we're going to give you a little quiz. Are you okay with that? I'm ready. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. (laughs) All right. So let's see. Do you want to ask the first question? Sure. Who was the official dog of last year's Boston Marathon? Spencer. Do you know Spencer? <laughs> I did a raffle to win a meet and greet with Spencer and Penny. Yeah. I love Spencer and Penny. I love them both. But it was – and Spencer let Penny tag along, but he was the official. Oh, that's He awesome. was the official dog when they got to go into Boston in their limo. Oh, And Kelly and I have met Spencer and Penny. because we, we got a meet and greet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We did a podcast episode at their house, which was so awesome to meet them. And their awesome owner like, the, took us down to the studio and took an official photo. It was very cute. It was so fun. They're a very nice family. Very they nice. are a great family. So um, another question would be, how many years has the Boston Marathon been running? Uh, this year will be the 127th, I believe, running of the Boston Marathon. My answer sheet here <laughs> says that is correct. <laughs> What date will the race take place on in 2023? April 17th, 2023. Yay! The answer sheet says Monday, April 17th, 2023. So this is not your first year ever running the Boston Marathon. True or false? True. It is not my first year. (laughs) Well, I didn't know the answer to that. So (laughs) Now you know. Now I know. Thank you. (laughs) 
And the last question we have is... Has a dog ever run in a full marathon, crossing the finish line, and received a medal? I'm going to say yes, and I'm going to add that Duncan ran a quarter marathon with me when she was younger and crossed the finish line and received a medal. So <gasps> That's six, amazing. I think six and a half miles or so, but That's she did amazing. it. Yep. Good that job, Duncan. So- <laughs> she keeps walking around, checking in on us to make sure we're good. So there was a marathon, which they call it an extreme marathon, and it's called the Marathon de Sable, and the dog... Um, did not get an official time Mm -hmm. because they think that the dog entered the marathon, you know, (laughs) wherever. Um, But this dog did get a medal. Awesome. I love it. Oh, that's funny. I love it. That is funny. Yeah. So you win the prize and you have a donation for your amazing um, charity organization that you're running for. Thank you so much. And we're so happy for you and for the folks over at the Respite Center. And... uh, I was going to say, we wish you all the best and for inviting us to your home today to chat with us. Do you have anything else that you'd like to share with us? Or if is there a way for people to donate? Sure. Um, the, I guess the easiest way to donate, if they go to my website, is Kelly Runs Boston. It's K-E-L-L-I. So kellyrunsboston.com. And that takes you to my official fundraising link. Um, I also have a Facebook group called, same thing, Kelly Runs Boston. And that's where all my raffles are posted. So, you know, if somebody's interested in participating in a raffle and donating that way, that's a good option for that. Great. And then we can also share it to our Facebook page Absolutely. Too, as yes. well. Thank so you. We'll get that we'll information. Yeah. So we thank you all for listening. And we could not do this without you. And I can't believe, again, that we're in season seven. It's amazing. I don't know how that happened. And we're going to interview cat people. Yes, we're going to have gonna cat happen. people on no. the podcast. Seven seasons, yes. not one cat person. Mm-hmm. That's no. a good goal. Right? Isn't that good? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, what do we always say? Thank, Thank you, you for, for keeping, keeping us out, out of, of the, the doghouse. Dog it is rough out there.